Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back. I guess I should start this podcast by telling you who you're getting your advice from. <laughs> and then uh, I have a couple questions I can go ahead and respond to, actually. So let's dive in. Well, before you just take a random person's advice off the internet, maybe you should get to know them a little bit more. (laughs) Who is Kalana Blue? Well, I'm a teacher, I'm a graduate student, I'm an advocate, I'm the president of an LGBTQ pride organization here in Auburn. And honestly, not to brag or anything, but I'm one hell of a drag queen. And people ask me a lot, why drag? And I say, because when a grown man puts on four-inch heels and a wig and starts to talk, people tend to listen. You see, I'm from a small country community in southeast Alabama. 20 minutes from the nearest town, about an hour from the nearest gay club. My grandfather was a preacher, my father a deacon, and my mother the church choir director. You could say Jesus was my entire life. Vacation Bible school, fifth Sunday night singing, two weeks summer tent revivals before we went back to school in August. If the church doors were open, I was there. You could say I was the perfect Christian boy. I grew up only knowing one way, and that way was Jesus. I didn't listen to music with cussing in it. I didn't watch any TV that was rated over PG. Hell, I couldn't even read Harry Potter until junior high school because of witchcraft. You know, witchcraft is of the devil. Funny story about witchcraft in another episode, actually. It wasn't until about high school, really, that my eyes began to open to the world. I began to grow up and realize that I wasn't the only guy who felt attraction for other guys. How my parents did not know, honestly, was beyond me. Because in high school, I did show choir, theater, all state, all while traveling to different competitions and conferences. I was able to meet other queer youth. You know, at first I thought I was by myself. I thought I was the only one. I didn't think anyone else had the same feelings that I did. But at these competitions, I met my first boyfriend, who I ended up royally ghosting like an asshole out of my own selfish fears. But I began to see that I wasn't alone. I began to research, can I be gay and a Christian? Does Jesus love me if I'm gay? And I came to find out that the hate-filled theology that I had been taught growing up was all wrong. The Bible says nothing about homosexuality being a sin, and I had to do my own research to figure that out. I'll help you with that research in another episode, y'all. When I graduated high school, I didn't move away from home right away. I actually stayed home and went to a community college. And honestly, it's the best thing I probably ever did for myself. I had been so sheltered as a child that If I had moved away from home at the age of 18, I don't 
know if I would have lived this long, to be honest with you. While at a community college, I had a quote-unquote girlfriend. Except uh, Kayla wasn't really my girlfriend. It was uh, it was all for show for my parents. Honestly, she was she was my beard, I guess you could say. I would tell them I'm going to Kayla's house when in reality, I was going up the road to the gay bar, which remember was an hour away to watch a drag show and then go home with some other friends to their house and crash for the night. I was drinking. Who knows how many times I narrowly avoided going to jail for a DUI or a checkpoint, a roadblock, something like that. So kids, don't be stupid. Get a DD. I did this for a year before I decided that I didn't want to live a double life anymore. When you live a double life, it tears away at your soul. And I just, I couldn't do it anymore. So I came out. Don't worry. Episode two is my coming out story. After I came out, times were hard, and I'll elaborate more on that next episode, but I lived a whole year at home after coming out before I moved to Auburn. It wasn't an easy year. But when I moved to Auburn to continue my undergraduate, I did what every young adult does when they move away from home. I went wild. I went to the bars. I partied. I did drugs. I hooked up with random boys. No STD scares, thank God. But I had a hoe face. Honestly, honey, almost everybody has a hoe face. All I can tell you is be safe and be smart. Trust your instincts and follow your guts. If your stomach is telling you don't go to that person's house or don't let that person come over to your house, listen, because your gut's telling you something for a reason. I'll do a whole grinder meetup episode one day. You know, as I'm going through talking, I'm thinking of all these episodes that I can make for you guys. But then I fell in love with my best friend and the rest is history. He's shown me real love, real acceptance, patience, so much patience. This man has the patience of Job, y'all. And he helped me grow into the young professional that I am today. I have a career. I have a family. I don't have kids, but I have three wonderful dogs. I guess you could say I'm an establishing young professional. I want to be for the young queer youth of today what I needed when I was their age. An out, unapologetically proud, queer role model. I didn't have one of those when I was growing up. And thankfully at my job, I have that luxury. My husband comes to my school all the time to help with my choir concerts, field trips, and other things like that. But I understand that not everybody has that luxury. So I'm going to use it to my advantage. And you might say, but why this podcast? If you can help the youth, why not do it at school? Well, you see, I have students ask me all the time, how did you know you were gay? What, can you explain more about gender identity? I don't really get it. What are pronouns all about? What's they, them? I. Can you explain that to more to me more? And I feel like I can't have those conversations at school because my hands are tied. But here, I can help whoever with whatever advice they need. So, if you're queer, if you're questioning, or if you're a parent of a queer youth and you need some advice, 
I am here to help you. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey y'all, I want you to go and stop by one of my favorite minimalistic queer apparel shops. It's called Queer and Company. You can find them at threadless.queerandco.com or you can follow them on Instagram and any other social media at queerandco. Just spell out and, no ampersand or anything like that. And also, if you go and buy something, tell them we sent you. You can get 15% off your purchase if you use the code BLUEDREAMS. But remember, B-L-E-U, not B-L-U-E. Thanks, y'all. All right, y'all, welcome back. So I posted on Kalana's Facebook, I said, what is a question that you wish you could have asked an older LGBTQ person when you were younger, struggling and questioning your sexuality? And I had a lot of responses, so I whittled it down a little bit, but uh, something that stood out to me other than the questions I was asked was the fact that people said that they don't know if they would have had the guts to walk up to an LGBTQ person and just ask them, like, how did you know you were gay? Or do you struggle with your sexuality? Or any of those questions like that. They were afraid that if they asked those questions, then somehow it would come back to mom, right? Or dad or whoever. So if you ever send a question in to me, and I'll give you my email at the end. If you ever send a question in to me, know that you can remain anonymous and that I don't have to give any identifiers. You can change names in there. You can change scenarios, just whatever you need to get your question answered, kind of, you know, on the down low, I'll help you out, okay? Because I understand being in the closet and being afraid of your parents knowing because it's a very real fear that if some parents find out, they'll be kicked out of their house, so I get it. But here are just a few questions that stood out to me that I wanted to go ahead and answer for you guys to see if you like my advice or not. So here we go. Question one, is it okay for me to struggle with my sexuality? And I would say absolutely. Listen, the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around when I was younger was all the societal bullshit that they try and trick you into believing. Sexuality is a spectrum. Sexuality is fluid. You may be attracted to guys and girls right now. Maybe you have a preference for girls more than guys or vice versa, but you don't have to be stuck in one spot. Sexuality is not concrete. If you come out, let's say you come out now as a bi um, cisgendered female and you're attracted to both men and women, but you move off to college like I did and you maybe embraced all of God's creations, and now a few years later you want to change your mind and maybe now you're gender non-conforming pansexual. Guess what? It's okay. Because gender and sexuality, all of that is fluid. All of that is a spectrum. You can move along that spectrum any way you see fit. It's okay. That's the problem I think some people get hung up on is they feel like they have to find an identity and stick to that identity. And that identity is theirs forever. It's not. 
because when I came out, I was a cisgender gay man. Now I'm a gender non-conforming pansexual. So it's okay to evolve and to move along that spectrum. Question two, is being gay a choice? Absolutely not. Your attraction to somebody is not a choice. It's all genetics. I remember once I was having a terrible screaming match with my mother because after I came out, we fought a lot. And I remember screaming at her saying, why would I choose this? Why would I choose to be hated by my family, thrown out of the church who claimed they loved me so much? Why would I choose to, you know, for lack of a better word, be the shit stain of society all because of the person that I love? Didn't Jesus say my greatest commandment is to love thy neighbor as thyself? So why are we gatekeeping who each other can love? Your attraction to someone is genetics, like I said. It's all how those wires in your brain are connected and has nothing to do with a choice. Now, lifestyles, those can be choices, right? I choose to live a lifestyle of a drag queen. I don't have to do that, but I do. It's just part of who I am. Now, we don't kink shame on this podcast, so you live whatever lifestyle that you are comfortable living. But you cannot choose who you are attracted to. It's just something that happens. Honestly, one day you'll be walking around not looking for love and it will smack you right in the face because it did it to me. (laughs) You know, people ask me all the time, they say, does it really get better? And I say, short answer, yes. And long answer, yes. But it takes time and work, you know. I'll be honest when I say that I've thought about killing myself and when I was younger even unsuccessfully tried to do that. But apparently my life wasn't over yet. I had a bigger purpose to fulfill and so I woke up. I remember waking up from that failed attempt angry that I was still alive, angry that I was still here but also relieved because I knew that if I'd have taken my life at 15, I would have missed out on so much. And so I'm here to tell you today that my email is always open for you. KalanaBlue at gmail.com. C-O-L-A-N-A-B-L-E-U at gmail.com. Because I remember what those hopeless moments feel like. And I thought I had nobody in my corner. But I'm here to tell you that Kalana is always in your corner and always on your side. Please message that email. It comes right to my phone. Now, I'm old, so sometimes I go to bed early, but I promise as soon as I read your messages, I will respond. And the last one for today before we close out the show was one that I kind of came up with myself. It said, what would you tell seventh grade you the moment you realized you were different? I would say embrace it. Harness that power and use it to your advantage. Bullies in school that pick on you are just mad that they don't have the courage and the confidence to be their authentic selves. Hell, they probably don't even know who they are. And so they're mad at you 
because you figured it out early. It's not something to be ashamed of at all, and it's nothing to be embarrassed about. When you come out, your mother's going to be upset because of how it's going to make her look. But fuck her feelings and be you. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all. Blue Dreams is also sponsored by Support Local Drag, a social media platform dedicated to empowering and supporting local drag artists, you know, the ones that didn't make it on that one TV show. (laughs) So be sure to follow at Support Local Drag on every social media platform. And if you have a local entertainer that you would like to spotlight, please direct message Support Local Drag their information so we can highlight those entertainers. Well, that wasn't too bad for a first episode, I don't think. I hope I convinced you to subscribe and follow and stick around. I can promise the more that I do this, the more that I'll loosen up and have fun with it. I'll also quit using my AirPods and go buy myself a microphone like I'm supposed to. (laughs) I just wanted to get this off the ground and see how it was going to work. And I think I'm going to like doing this. So I'll invest in some equipment and, uh, you hit that follow button, and if you'll do me a favor and share this with a couple of your friends, I'd greatly appreciate it. Um, Join me next time as I talk about my coming out story and how my parents responded to me being gay and married. Until then, I'll see y'all later.